0: hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the couch Cheese podcast and, and uh before that i do want to give a shout out today uh not a shout out but uh the nascar world has lost um someone big uh that would be uh barry pollux uh she passed away of her uh illness which, uh, she lost her fight with cancer and um I just wanted to say our thoughts and prayers are with her family, friends, and most importantly, the NASCAR community. So uh, before we start the episode, I just
1: want to give a moment of silence uh, before we begin. And after that, we will now
0: begin with the episode, Levi. How's it going?
2: But it's going great. Both of our Hendrick drivers got through to the next round. I'm happy about that. Uh, I think Stuart Haas had... Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, y'all didn't have one. Get through.
0: Uh, I don't want to talk about
1: it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, Byron and Larson made it through. Um, I recently, as well, uh, decided to upgrade my membership to the uh, uh, Hendrick Motorsports fan club by uh, purchasing a big hat recently. Uh, so if you see me at the race track, you'll probably know who I am now. Uh, I'm the guy that wears the big Valvoline
1: red hat. So you'll probably see me now. <laughs> I will stick yeah. out among the crowd.
0: <laughs> yeah, with that big hat you have on your head.
1: That,
2: yes, I, I had to get one. It, it was just it was just time. You know, I, I've been supporting this driver for so long, William Byron, for so long Yeah, it's a Kyle Larson hat. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, if you go by uh, Hendrick Motorsports, the store there, that's where I picked mine up at. Um, Last time I was there, they only had like three different kinds, which was the Valvoline uh, Larson one, Valvoline um, Byron, and Hooters Chase Elliott one. So uh, if you want yourself a big hat like mine, uh, head by there. Uh, Except they only got three different kinds. So yeah, make sure you want one of those. But you can also go online and also uh, get you an Ally one, for alex bowman exalted one for william byron as well i think they got a raptor one they got all sorts of big hats so go get your big hat everybody get a big hat
0: everyone gets a big hat you get a big hat i get a big hat everyone gets a big big hat.
2: hat everybody gets one
0: there you go well before we begin in the cup review let's go to the uh lower series rundown as man uh all of the uh lower series just do not disappoint at all. Period. Uh, we'll start off with Arca has uh, Arca. Oh as golly, usual. I forgot about
2: that. I yeah, forgot they ran they, this weekend.
0: Oh, um, there was what thirty? I uh, want to say thirty-two cars that started, and yes, I, I don't think, think so. about like I want to say like fourteen finished. It was it was an interesting race. To say the least. man, he. I, I really do feel bad for him, honestly. I mean, it's it just keeps getting worse, and uh, whether it's on him or whether it's on the team, it's it's just very rough for him in his rookie year, which uh, it tends to happen to most of us. I mean, to most rookies, you could stand out as like a sore, sore thumb and have a um, really good season, or you could just have one of the rough seasons, and then your sophomore year just turns everything around. So... Um yeah Frankie Muniz just just cannot catch a break at all period. Um uh let's see. Uh I think the winner of that event was Kessel... Uh no, it was um William Sawalich, I think.
1: Yep. yep. I think you're right.
0: Um so William won that race uh in a dominating fashion. He had problems early in the race but tried to get going and uh somehow just turned that around and dominated moving on to the truck race which was interesting within itself um truck race never disappoints really uh it's bristol trucks what else can you say um for the most part the races the races were clean um you know you had some little instances but uh for the most part it was actually pretty good uh christian Ekis and Coryheim heim uh uh, both battling it out for the win, and uh, funny how in the interview afterwards, uh, Kristianek is that the 15 was woeing him up in order to let the 11 by, which I was like, uh, total team control is in effect. But uh, Corey Hines gets the job done by <laughs> no. winning at Bristol, which was very annoying. But we move on to the expanded race, which Levi, if you want to join on in, it's welcome aboard. This race. Was <laughs> oh, much excuse the me. Yeah, haven't I said enough?
2: Haven't <laughs> <laughs> um, spoken enough yet in this uh, episode? <laughs>
0: no, I mean this this race right here because it has our favorite driver Taylor and Hurt Jr. Oh yeah, uh, involved in this race. Um, but this race, by far, was the race, hands down, of the weekend in my personal opinion. I mean, not not like the Cup race didn't have drama, but Cup race had. Or oh my gosh. Uh, um... Long day. Words. <laughs> Words. They escaped me. The um, the Xfinity race was hands down the most entertaining race of the weekend uh, with Bristol. We had a lot of factors coming in. Dale Jiren was definitely one of them. Uh, it was pretty packed over in the Xfinity race. Like It wasn't like wall-to-wall sold out, but it had a good crowd on hand. So, um, yeah, Cole Custer dominated early in that stage one, which was sweet um and then it just kind of played out from there um and dale jr man i
1: i'll admit when i made a prediction uh last week i realistically didn't have that high
0: expectations and uh i know you said somewhere in the top 10 and i said top 20
1: i'll admit you were wrong i was (laughs) genuinely wrong and I was happy about that.
2: Same here, because um, I mean, well, yeah, happy that you were wrong, but also happy to see that. Um... <laughs> what? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, no, happy to see that um, Junior ran up in the top ten. Because, like, I'll be honest, I didn't expect him to actually lead as many laps as he did. But hey, proud of him.
0: A good moment for me too was is that he was leading and Cole Custer was second. So I was like, at one point during the race, so I was like, "Good day for me." <laughs> true that (laughs) um but yeah no dale jr was good throughout the rest like the third the last third of the race i mean that was really good performance by dale and i think he would have had a shot to win um unfortunately um during that later part of the race he was on fire with the within the cockpit of the car um and it sucks that that really sucks after having one of the most dominant or not dominant, but having a really good performance after not being in full-time competition and only doing part-time and it, yeah, it's just, man, stunk. But
2: that, yeah, no, the finish for that, for his day, really ended on kind of like a sour note, I guess, but at the same time, still good to see his team actually won the race, you know, um, which I thought was great, but no, um, the Big thing I'll say, you know, about having Junior back was I loved hearing his radio um on uh, oh, yes. NASCAR Instagram. Like, I absolutely love just hearing him talk because, man, he is absolute gold on the radio. And uh, it's so good to hear his voice once again uh, back in the car.
0: Yeah, he was like... Uh... What was it? At some point during the race, he was like, "Leave me alone! I know what I'm doing." <laughs> <You> know, <like laughs> Kimi Räikkönen moment, and I was like, "Well, he's far. We're opposite of Kimi Räikkönen, where uh is just an ice man, which uh, within that term 101 uh, is pretty much like someone who doesn't talk much, very quiet on the radio. Dale is just lights it up, chit chat kind of thing, and.
2: Well, one of the funny things I like whenever I was listening back, I love when you, you know, crew comes over. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna make a right rear adjustment." Then Dale gets on talking. And he's like, "Yeah, that's that, that's fine." But you know, sometimes it kind of loosens you up. And you know, I'm already kind of loose. Crew chief's like, "All right, back off from that adjustment." He's like, "No, I didn't mean to tuck out of it." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, announcer Dale's coming into effect again." <laughs> 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 announcer yeah, Dale cool is, uh, yeah, he he announces when he's in the car and whenever he's in the booth. But uh, yeah, no, that's it's awesome to have him back in the car which you know i got a question for you austin uh that i was thinking about right like i wonder how bad he wants to do um more races because it's like it's one thing to go out there and race right and just you know show up get in a car whatever run maybe top 15 top 10 whatever right it's another thing to go out there and actually lead laps and almost contend for a win. You almost want to go back out there and, like, prove yourself, prove your fans, like, hey, I
1: still got something in me. Yeah, I don't know if, um... yeah, I don't
0: know. Um... I mean, do I think he's actually going to, I, like, yeah, do no. I think he's going
2: to come back and actually run, like, more than maybe three races a season? No. No, I think right now, maybe two to three races or, well, actually one, I should say one to three races, probably a season, you know, he's going to be running now uh, at this point. And we don't even know how long he's going to be doing that. Right. Um, which again, he's actually running at Homestead as well later on. Yeah. So so,
0: I don't know. I I think that really just depends on him really. Uh, I mean, as much as I would love to watch him race every year, uh, I know at some point Father Tom's going to catch up and be like, hey, you know, at some point you do have to stop, which um, you know, as much as that would be sad, uh, I'll still be happy for the fact that I got to see him race on TV and that he enjoyed on what he did. Um, obviously, he talked about it a lot on his uh, podcast where he was like nervous throughout the whole week, and it's, and it's more of his mental game because it's like you haven't been in an Xfinity car since last year um and it's a big step you know so
2: yeah it's um but that's I guess that's what gets me kind of like um wanting to see him back in the car more it's like man first time back and it's like he he goes and does that it's like that's why I would love to see him you know uh, come back and try to race a couple more races a season but at the same time I think what he's doing now honestly is the best thing for him this is almost it's almost kind of like what i wish jimmy johnson would actually do i wish jimmy would go to the Xfinity series and just run one or two races a season you know get get a ride at junior motorsports or something just have a couple one-off races and really enjoy just going out there and having fun because like i hate watching you know jimmy want to go out there and have fun at a coda or a charlotte and he goes out there and you know either gets wrecked out or is just running in the back. It's like, man, I, w- I want to see him actually go out there and have fun. If you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen.
2: Yeah, I know he, he wants to do well for legacy now. And he's got that whole uh, team aspect going on over there, which uh, yeah, we'll be getting into, I guess, silly season stuff now, right?
0: Yeah. Well, just Naga wrapped up the, Oh, well, I mean, there's, there's still kind of more to talk about the Xfinity series, which,
1: Oh, which, yes. Uh, yeah, because that's the thing.
0: Teammates of vulnerable which is both Junior Motorsports and the ever-so-controversial RCR. Um, RCR's race was wrapped up in pretty much one run um, to where most of the cars had a problem, and then somehow, at the end of the day, they wind up winning a race, <laughs> to say the least. Um, you know, Sam Aaron and Josh Berry got into it earlier, and... uh you know, it's, they make contact, which is, you know, at the end of the day, it happens, right? And, um, you know, I think a lot of people were saying that Josh didn't cut a tire when he got into mayor the second time around, which, you know, obviously something did happen when they made contact when they did it. I mean, obviously tires get older, and uh, it just, stuff happens, right? So, that's definitely a racing ordeal. Um, I know Sam was upset about it and what he chose to say on TV about it wasn't really all that smart, but I'm pretty sure Dale said something over the uh, Monday morning meeting was like, hey, we can't, you know, can't be doing that. I get it. Yeah. You didn't check the replay yeah. or anything else like that, but it's like, come on.
2: That's that's one of the things I wish drivers would do more often, and it's one of the things I've had to learn to do with, especially just even with this iRacing or whatever. It's like, before you go and, you know, talk the talk or walk to walk, actually go back and check the replay first before, you know, um, either say something like that or, you know, you go out and try to get payback.
0: Right. Now and- we move on to the feisty, the feisty side, which is uh, RCR.
1: Oh boy.
2: Um <laughs> Yeah, I, they had some um they had some interesting things go on. I would have yeah.
0: loved to be there Monday morning. Um I Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed, those are two tough birds that RCR decided to hire. And um Yeah. It's safe to say when those two go at each other, it's not gonna be clean. It's not gonna be safe. I promise you it's gonna be a it's gonna be good for the rest of the field should those two wreck out, but um, yeah, no, that was bad, and uh, it was clear they were both fighting for the same real estate, and Creed made a mistake. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But uh, Austin Hill, who has a very wild temper, um, <laughs> he said he said in a interview he said, "Why need enemies when you got teammates?" And as soon as I heard that, I was like, Yep, this season's gonna get interesting for the, rest every, of the year.
2: Every fan of junior motorsports went, Yep, I've heard that one before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we heard that before. Yes you have. Yes you have.
2: I think we just saw it earlier in the race. Hmm.
0: <laughs> hmm. I wonder, Hmm. So and then obviously with Dale's DNF, but I mean that's literally something out of his control. Nothing that he could have done, but um Yeah, so Just And ironically, too, he also announces his contract uh, extension as well while winning the race, which is the best thing to go off of. I don't think I've ever experienced in my lifetime someone announcing, oh, yeah, by the way, since I won today's race, we, we were supposed to announce this like weeks later, but... I re-signed with Junior Motorsports. So here we are now. Yay. <laughs> the,
2: the script writers had that written in. They were like, all right, Justin, you're going to win this race, but we need you to do this because we've never been done before. So yeah, script writers had that one written in there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, indeed. The script was written. So yeah, when,
2: the, when the script is written, you got to go buy it. So I mean, hey, you know, got to do it.
0: So as Levi mentioned earlier, uh, silly season. And yeah, whoops, I jumped happened.
2: the gun. I have to remember I'm not host this episode. You are. So I jumped the oh, gun.
0: It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> We're all good, um, yeah. this season, indeed, it has happened. So a lot is going on, but we'll talk about what happened on or what happened at the track, and then we'll get into more uh, as the topics go on. So Zane Smith has announced that he will be going to Trackhouse, as uh, I would guess, development program. Well. Safe to yeah,
2: because like basically is a partnership between or an alliance is the proper word, an alliance between Spire and Trackhouse, where um, Zane's going to drive a Spire car, but I guess you know they're in alliance with Trackhouse and Trackhouse is basically you know Zane's you know or Zane's the driver for Trackhouse, but he's driving the Spire car. Weird how it kind of works, but yeah, I think. I so let me actually put it this way right I think uh, out of all the silly season moves I put this at like an A tier grade uh, for this move right because you gotta realize as well Front Row Motorsports I think was this basically their guy they were breeding this guy at some point to come up I think through their ranks or RFK was gonna try to get him I think like for the longest time I thought he was gonna stick with Ford and stick with them throughout right and then you have Trackhouse come along and go nope he's ours now and I thought that was such a big move, but also I thought it was a good move, right? I think Zane is going to be fine moving up from trucks to Cup. I think he can ex- like skip that x Series ride mainly because, again, Cup cars are more like the trucks now. So, I mean, you might as well go ahead, skip on up to the Cup Series. Start. I mean, he's already got his feet wet a couple times with Front Row um, already. He's driven a Cup car before. I mean... Now all he's got to do is you know go out there and show what he's worth, but also learn a lot, right? And he'll be doing a lot of that next year, and uh, we'll see. Because I I'll be honest with you, can't wait to see how he does, but at the same time, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to see him in a Spire car.
0: Yeah, and it's a, a great day for Chevrolet, but a bad day for Ford. Yeah, um, for I sure. Ford loses their biggest. I wouldn't. Well, I guess right now, yeah, their biggest star. Uh, for what they had for their future. And it, and it messes things up big time. Now, and this really does put Ford in a predicament. Um, you know, there's not a lot of guys in the Ford pipeline. If you looked at Toyota, you could probably list all the names right about now. And Chevrolet, you'd probably name it too. Ford doesn't have that much. Um, you know, within the pipeline, you got people like Cole Custer, Riley Herbst, um, Haley Deegan, Ty Majeski, Ben Rhodes, Matt Crafton, Um, pretty sure there's some others, Connor Jones, but there, there's a lot of, there's, there's some, but there's not a lot, but then yet again, there's no up and comers, right? Uh, obviously you just had Cole Custer who was in the cup series that got demoted back down to the Xfinity series and just had a ball of a time down there. Um, is pretty much rebranding himself, uh, getting into the mindset of winning races, getting in the mindset of everything that he wants to have, and to have a cleaner mindset, um, rather than just being strung out, miserable in the Cup Series, um, you know, you have that, which is trying to redirect on where your future is going with, uh, at least Cole in your program. Uh, meanwhile, on that, you know, there's not really much in there um you know Ford's kind of making a decision like who like what do we do with Haley Deegan because Haley Deegan's kind of our I guess second shot do we just throw her an Xfinity do we try to see one more year and try honestly the trucks for her you, is let
2: me not there let me ask you this yeah let me ask you this um Austin is that do you think Haley Deegan is Ford's maybe next shot or do you think it's maybe a time of just or a Ben Rhodes
1: well, because,
2: um, as you were saying earlier, like Custer, at, Custer's rebranding right now. Riley Herbst, I think, is they're still trying to you know get him situated with Expendy or whatever before they even try to move him up. I think. Uh, but then you know you got Timajeski, who to me I think is maybe their next big shot. Uh, but then also I would say Haley Deegan is definitely your big name. May get the sponsorships and all that but is she really going to bring all that much success to whatever team she goes for Uh, i don't Uh, know
0: you also have to take in consideration too is um you know if they're really desperate to go get somebody i think you would have to steal somebody from a different manufacturer and somebody who is willing to give up and come over um the only thing is, is that like with Ben Rhodes and Ty Majeski, while yes, they're kind of outdated in the trucks and they should be moving up elsewhere. The only problem is, is that they don't have enough sponsorship to their name in order to get up there. And so that's why they're stuck with uh, Thor Sport, which isn't a bad team. It's one of the best team in the truck series. And that's why you see Matt Crafton just staying down there. He's just kind of a truck lifer uh, at this point. It's nothing against Against uh it's nothing against Cup. It's just right now he's comfortable where he's at. It's kinda hard for him to leave anyway. Um but also at the same the time I think
2: players, right. I think because yeah, I think at this point as well he's he's ended towards the his career as well or getting to the end of his career because 'Cause he's been in trucks basically his whole career.
0: Uh not whole. I mean he has, but I mean for he's a also lot done of it. like he's a done lot of it. um he's done some Xfinity, he's done a cup race. I think he's done several cup races, but um
2: he actually filled in for uh, Kyle Busch um 2015
0: and ironically would you know mm-hmm. that he actually did the Bristol dirt race
2: um in the cup series yeah
0: yeah, yeah for uh Weir, which we won't talk about um yeah so you know it's it's really hard and if you really want a big future for uh say the ten car you know because that's all up in the air right now, but if you really want uh, a big future for that car, I would say you'd have to go steal somebody. Like you'd have to go get somebody from that team, not from that team, but you would have to go get somebody else from a different team. Like uh, who is willing to kind of give up where they're at and be like, you know what, I can go drive the 10 car or whatever, because that's that's another thing too. Plus, do you have the same sponsorship as Smithfield diving in going into um, Eric Amarola So I know there was certain people that they liked, but uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to understand where Ford is with their uh, future. But it's all up in the air right now. We'll find out in time. Oh, so, uh, there's that. Um, yeah. Also, within silly season news that John Hunter is now going up to the Cup Series once again. This time he will he will be with Legacy Motor Club in like it was last time. Um, so
2: let me ask you, Austin, did you think that was the right move for Legacy?
0: Um, since we're moving to Toyota, it's a big deal. Now, obviously, you have Eric Jones coming back to the brand after being
1: missing from that since 2019? I think it was uh,
2: 2020. 2020. I think it was 2020.
0: Yeah, since 2020. I think. So... Yep. He hasn't been with Toyota since 2020. So. Is it a good idea? Maybe. I'm not sold on the fact just yet. Now, I could be wrong. He, you know, from sources and stuff like that, he seems really happy to be there knowing that. In my assumption that I guess his work paid off and it was like, you know what? This will motivate me to get a championship this year. This will motivate me to do all these things. Oh, no. Well, you got
2: um, re- to realize that now with where Eric Jones is at Legacy, right? He is the number one driver there, all right? Like, even if they bring in a John Hunter Nemechek or Carson Hosevar, whoever they bring in, he's the number one driver for Legacy. And that's, I mean, you could say... You know, there's better drivers that could absolutely, you know, go in there and be a number one driver. Absolutely, but I think if you look at Legacy and where they're at right now, having Eric Jones as your number one driver is not a big problem. I mean, look at the last couple races for them, right? Kansas, they actually finished um, up at the front, granted, it was thanks to a little bit of pit strategy. But hey, they got up there. Um, even Darlington, they didn't look quite as good as they did last year, and even then, last year they won that race, right, beating out Denny Hamlin. So, you know, when it comes down to it, I don't think Eric Jones maybe is the most, you know, whatever, consistent driver week in and week out. Maybe not, uh, especially with how they've looked this year. This year has been kind of, I would say, a down year. Uh, let's look at next year and see kind of where they go from there. But yeah, no, I, I think Eric Jones is kind of like your number one driver there. However, the John Hunter Nemechek hire for me. This was just my perspective of things, and I could be totally wrong. I thought it was a good hire by Legacy, but I don't think it was the best one, honestly. Um, two ways I see it. Number one, John Hunter um, left a team front row, right, to literally go and reband himself by going back down to the trucks, worked his way up to Xfinity, then worked his way back up to Cup, right, to try to get into a top tier team. Right, that's kind of how I saw things. Right, he was tired with front row. He wasn't getting the success. He was getting there, or um, the success he knows he could get there with the talent that he has. Right, so he goes back to trucks, works his way up back to Xfinity, gets, and now he's got a cup ride, but it's with Legacy. To me, that decision to go drive for them kind of irked me a little bit because it's like. You go your whole, or you decide to, you know, rebrand your whole career, right, by leaving front row and working your way back up just to end up back at a team that's not doing all that well. Like, I hate to say it, but if you really and truly want to actually, you know, rebrand your career and actually get into top tier equipment or a top tier team, wait and actually wait for the Joe Gibbs ride to open up. Because I'm telling you, at some point, Truex is going to retire. Danny, we know now, is going to be there for another, I think, three years um so you know true x or denny they're gonna be out at some point so maybe i think he's thinking if he gets the 42 ride you know he can you know work up to one of those joe gibbs rides right it's just man legacy right now is just i would be i would be iffy to drive for them right now just because i just don't know where they're heading with the direction i don't know what their end goal is even with them going to toyota right now i just don't know they've been off all year they're switching a manufacturer for who knows what reason. I think they did better with, or they did better before. You know, this year with Jimmy coming over and taking their ownership, I think they did better with Chevy. I don't know where the direction is right now with Legacy, right? So if I'm John Hunter, I think I would have maybe have wanted to stay another year um, with Joe Gibbs. But again, maybe it didn't work out. Maybe you know something sponsorship we don't know, right? There's so many things that we don't know outside of that. If you ask me, I think the higher that Legacy should have tried to go for, if they could have, they should have gone for Hosevar. I don't know if they tried that move. I don't know if they actually, you know, went for it. But I thought Carson Carson Hosevar was doing really daggum good in that 42 car when he was driving part-time for them. Like, I mean, even at Bristol, he ran inside the top 10 in that car. Like, that doesn't just happen like, you know... Like, you don't just back into a top 10 at Bristol in the Cup Series. No, like, if you're going to run up there, you actually are going to be up there and keeping pace with the guys that are up there. And I mean, sure, that you could say with the next-gen car is hard to pass. They probably couldn't pass him. It's like, no, he was running his own up there. And he was running tough, right? Guy's got talent. He can actually maneuver a next-gen car. If anything, I want Carson Josevar, if I'm a team owner right now, and I think, you know, we're going to get into this, but Spire, I think, is going to be trying to get him in the 77 next year, which if that's the case, you got a good hire right there. So I'm going to put it this way, right? If I'm ranking all these hires, Zane Smith, I put as an A tier. Legacy, I'm sorry, but I got to put the John Hunter name and check out of B. Uh, it's a good hire. You know, he's got talent, but I'm telling you, I don't know. Uh, I think it would have been better if you tried to get a, a Hosevar, but uh Yeah. Moving on to the next one there, Austin.
0: Yeah, um, well, I do, I do agree with Levi. You know, Carson Hosefart, whether you like him or not, um, I mean, I know there's a lot of mixed opinions about Carson Hosefart, especially within the truck series, which I can totally agree. Um, he, he can be his head. He can wreck people. He's he's done a lot of things to where it's just like, you know what? Yikes! Yeah, I don't want Carson Hocevar, but it looks like now that he has cleaned up his attitude, he's cleaned up his racing style a little bit. Uh, not saying that it's the cleanest, but it's cleaned up nonetheless. And uh, while he's learned his from mistakes, I would assume he learned from his mistakes from texting out Nick Sanchez, Zane Smith, and causing that big pileup. That you know, with these wins at Richmond and um other tracks, you would think it'd help them out, and it should. Uh, Kids Got Talent, no questions about it, but this also shows to you uh, I listened to a little bit of the DBC, or not a little bit, but I did listen to the DBC episode, and it now it shows you that pretty much Xfinity doesn't matter, and so if you go from trucks to Cup, it's going to be simple, just like that. It'll help you getting into Cup. Um, so have fun if you're going to try to figure it out. Um, so now cup teams are going to start looking more in trucks more than likely than Xfinity, but then yet again, Xfinity is just diverse, but, uh,
2: which speaking about that, what'd you think about the, um, Hemrick deal with colleague? Oh yeah. I forgot to mention about that.
0: Um, that
2: one, that one I thought was, um,
0: interesting.
2: uh, Yeah. Same here.
0: Um, well, while, while both cars are, I mean, not both cars, but I mean, since the 16 is still open, um, right now with a 31, with, with Hemrick, it was such an interesting choice because it's like, while yes, he's a champion, he's only won one race, I don't see anything to me that would scream out by saying, go get Daniel Hemrick. Like, there was a time, I think... Uh, most of us would know like when he was with RCR a little bit of uh, Junior Motorsports and some others like this dude was good. He would win races left and or, like not win races but I mean he would be good in order to win them. The only problem was is that he just couldn't finish in the right positions that he deserves. Um, but while Hemrick is a consistent driver it's it's going to be hard for him to uh, I guess get the goals but he, I could be wrong. You know, they could start off with the season with a bang and then just kind of just cruise from there. So it's hard to understand why. But, I mean, look, if Hemrick's if got something to them that we don't understand, then um, I guess we'll find out next season, right? So that's what we got going for us.
2: I, I mean, um, yeah, I, like, that's the thing. I, I have no idea. Um. Uh, what I shouldn't say that that I have no idea what they see in him because like guys got talent okay I, I have to give them that. But the thing I guess is that way I see it is you drop a guy with Justin Haley right you drop Justin Haley out of that ride who uh,
0: is going to be would drop but it well, was more of because um, they actually released the episode today for uh, digital download and it was more uh, they talked to Justin Haley which was what caught my attention but it was more of him leaving colleague than colleague dropping him okay
2: okay even either way they fumbled the bag basically Uh um because that was literally the way i see it that was colleagues i how do i put it they're basically their driver that they have been getting ready for the cup series yeah exactly they had been getting him ready for the cup series for what seemed like forever and it's almost like oh Whoops uh, he wants to go to Rick Ware now. It's like, uh, we're not going to try like really hard to sign him back or anything. And like, which again, you know, i I guess Justin wanted to get out of there and, you know, go to Greener pastures, which again, I kind of don't blame him. um, to be honest with him because, like, the success just really wasn't there all that much at college this year. I was honestly kind of surprised to see how just I don't know how much I didn't hear about them this year. Uh, Almondinger wasn't really running up front in the road courses all that much. I mean, he was. He wasn't leading laps. I mean, it was like, where's Almondinger? Like, especially Chicago. We all thought heading into Chicago that Almondinger was going to be up at the front and he was going to be the guy to beat, right? Nowhere in sight. I mean, he got up there in the top 10 at a couple points, but it was like either an ill-handling car or whatever. Um, it just seemed like this year, Almondinger was off at the places he should have been on at. And... um justin haley i just didn't really hear much about him right so that made me ask it was like okay colleague you don't have justin haley anymore what is there going to be the driver that you upgrade to right if you fumbled the bag with uh, justin haley who is now your next i guess pet project or your next driver project daniel hemrick um really because the thing i see with hemrick is, is that Yes, sure, he's a NASCAR Xfinity Series champion, right? There's nothing to take that away from him, but that's his only win, like his only race win in the Xfinity Series. And when he does have a chance to win, he usually either makes a mistake and drops the ball with it, or he's just not really consistently winning races. He's just, he's getting finishes, but I mean, he's not a like, how do I put it? He's not a star talent like a John Hunter check an Austin Hill, or a Sheldon Creed, right? Or a Josh Berry. He's not that diamond in the rough like he had kind of with Justin Haley. Or you see these other teams have like RCR and you see Junior Motorsports, right? He's not that driver. And to me, it seems like you were just settling for a driver just to get you by for maybe next year or for the future. And it's like, man, oh, I hate that. Because I would have loved to have seen them try to make... honestly. To me, it just seemed like, you know, it was just kind of an okay move. I would have loved to see them try to make a big move and go for a driver nobody nobody like none of us expected to go for. I don't know who that would be, honestly off the top of my head, but uh I would love to see that instead of Daniel Hamrick. It was yes, it was definitely a surprise, but I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing things the way they're seeing it. Yeah, it's That's why I'm... uh, Well, sorry, going back to my tier system. I'm going to rank this a C. I'm going to rank this a C higher just because... Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I I didn't achieve. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't achieve.
0: Yeah, that's incredibly hard. I mean, not incredibly hard, but I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, that's... colleague knows what they're doing, and Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. So we'll just see what they're, you know... We'll see what their future is gonna look like with Daniel Hemery and maybe somebody else down the road. But I will say this. Um I listened to D B C early earlier at this recording, um, that they were hinting at a certain someone going to a certain series with a certain team that we just talked about, uh, as a campaign to come back. Uh, which was Noah Gregson possibly going to Colleague next year, which I called um, to myself. Now, while nothing is official yet, um, it just seems like with sources that uh, Noah Gregson might be heading to the Xfinity series with Colleague.
2: That's what I was about to ask next. Where do you think he's going to go? Cup race or or Cup or Xfinity?
0: Xfinity, one hundred percent. I feel like if you yeah. really want to gain back your confidence, go ahead um and go back to Xfinity because right now cup was just such a struggle and a lot of people were talking about how uh oh it's because of Noah oh it's because of this um that's kind of hard to say um well yes I think it kind of took them a while for everyone to kind of get going to where they needed to be um obviously I know with Carson Hosevar actually out running him, um it's it's not looking good, but um, I don't really think it's all a Noah per se. I think it really had to deal with some of the team anyway. Um, Let me put it this way. It's no excuses awesome. for Noah at all throughout this season. But I mean, still, yet again, there had to been some struggles there before, you know, things. This happened.
2: is this is basically, you know, with Justin Haley gone now, this is basically colleagues now new driver project if if they were to go for noah gregson if they were to right because like with the loss of you know with losing out on justin haley now if you can get a good talented driver like noah gregson even if he's just going to run the Xfinity series program for the rest of his career which i highly doubt that's possible though guess what you got a driver for either the 16 or the 31 whenever you know he's ready for the cup series so right you know that's what i'm saying it would be a good hire, I believe, for colleague, but let, let's see. Let's see if it actually pans out.
0: Well, we'll see when it gets announced yep. at some point. And so. we got
2: one final hire, which I know I'm gonna oh. be definitely ranking this as an S-tier hire. SVG is oh, officially SVG. to track he's officially to track house now. But yes, but it's gonna be a development program basically to where he's not running. All cup races. He's not running all truck or Xfinity or whatever. He's basically running different events across each three of the series, which, or actually, is it just trucks and cup? Might be just trucks and cup. No,
0: it's trucks, Xfinity. Oh, it's all three. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So they're making sure that he gets them all um, just so he has a good experience and uh, just so he can get used to Oval. It's just more seat time, to say the least. So he'll be used to. While yes he'll be used to sequential shifting, um he'll also have to get used to the four speed, which is pretty much the, the H pattern, which is both in trucks and Xfinity, which uh he already has done that over at um IRP. Now it's a whole new uh system when you have to try to do it in ovals, so um yeah. It's gonna be interesting with S V G next year.
1: I, I got to tell
2: you, I think this is like, I think it's a good move by a colleague to try to get or not called <laughs> uh, by track house to try to get him into different cars before they actually move him up in the cup series and get him, you know, a full season in it. Right. Because I tell you, the ovals are going to be the hardest thing for him. That's where a bunch of these drivers have literally grown up on and he hasn't. And it's going to be an absolute, you know, whole new world. To see how you run those because it's interesting to like especially i see people um uh, when it comes to like racing, especially you know they get on there and they're like oh man ovals are they're easy right when they run an oval it's like no the the driving skill that it takes for an oval is so i don't want to say it's like wrong but it's just weird compared to road course racing and it's one of those things to where you got to learn how to push the car, but also how to save tires. You have to learn all these things about the, like, efficacy of oval racing compared to road course racing, how you can run different lines, how different driving lines work, you know, run up against the wall versus running down on the bottom, how to run a multi-groove track, you know, running. There's so much into running ovals that you don't expect. That's one of those things to where it's like, man, I love to... It's why one of the things I do. Austin is, uh, for some of my friends... That you know are like ah eh, overwasting is easy you know I get them over here to the sim rig, I get them on i and I'm like yeah go for it see how well you can do, and they are lost in the sauce and it's like yep I thought it was yeah, I thought it was easy mm-hmm. yeah
0: well, <laughs> over racing <laughs> is never easy
2: oh no no I tell you you know what's actually like one of the yeah. hardest I'll tell you. One of the hardest ovals that doesn't look like it's all that hard, but is absolutely one of the hardest So is Charlotte. Charlotte's one of those tracks where, like, if you look at the layout of it compared to, like, Texas and Atlanta, you would look at it and go, oh, yeah, it's the same as those two tracks. No. The way Charlotte is, like, shaped compared to even just Texas or Atlanta is so wonky. <laughs> like, it literally is compared to just those two tracks. Even if you compare it to, like, a Vegas, Kansas, like, turn three Charlotte. It's one of the weirdest corners that still to me to this day is like, I don't know how to hit at all in a line. Like you either have to like, I think you have to like run high, then come down low into four. It's such a weird corner um, in all of like, you know, the ovals that we go to in NASCAR, like, golly, Charlotte's a weird one. There's a couple weird ones out there that like you look at the layout and you're like, nah, it's an easy one. It's like, no,
1: not at all. Yeah,
0: it's it's gonna be interesting to see what SVG can handle. I mean, I think at some point you gotta write or you gotta put a circle on your calendar, like maybe the Coke six hundred seat driving that, you know. So Ooh,
1: I would, I
2: would, I would hold off on the six hundred for maybe a season. Let him do that next season, not this one, not this one. Let him, let him actually, you know, get some practice in first before throwing him out to the six hundred and go. Okay, go ahead, you know, six hundred miles. Good luck. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens there. I mean, if he got the tolerance for it, might as well, you know, so. Good gracious, uh, I,
2: I wonder, I wonder, I would love to hear his thoughts after running that race, because, my goodness, he's probably going to be going like, oh, that's a long race. Because <laughs> <yes. laughs> that,
0: that a, one,
1: oh, that one is well, such it's a. not
0: like that it's a long race, because he's done the Bathurst 1000, and he's won it too. So oh, yeah, like, no, you're right, it's, you're it's right. It's different, but, like, I mean, it obviously is because that's with road course racing. This is oval racing. So it's, it's a pretty big difference.
2: True. But also I think you got to realize as well, like there's the cars are different as well. Like the thing about like racing for 400 laps in a car that literally is not made for oval racing. You're like, Oh, (laughs) this is a lot harder because like next gen car, that thing, if you get it even a little bit too loose in the corners, like it's going to snap on you and go on you. Right. Like, I mean, that car, you almost it's. It's weird how you have to run it. You almost have to like not make it loose in order to run fast. And yeah, good luck. Good luck SVG. We're, we're, we're watching you.
0: (laughs) We will be watching. So we'll, we'll be be watching.
2: And Hey, cow chiefs, we're going to be, we're going to be, you know, examining you throughout your whole career in NASCAR now. So watch what you do.
0: Yes. Be be very, something that you may not know could be bad in the future. Anyways, down
1: from that we are now going move on, on, move on to uh, the actual Bristol race. So thoughts? Well,
2: Austin, I think it's time that we take a little um, extravagance—not extravagance, no, adventure. No, we take a se- yes, a segue. We take a segue on to uh, Levi's elimination recap of the drivers who got eliminated from the round of 16, which would be none other than Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Ricky Stenhouse, and good old Michael McDowell. So Austin, I figured for this segment, since usually this is my Levi, or letters to Levi, uh, or letters from Levi's segment, I decided instead, let's go over the elimination drivers and um, how you thought they did uh, so far in their first three races of the playoffs. Um, you know, did they exceed your expectations? Did they do poorly? Or did they pull a Kevin Harvick and not make it out of the first round? So, um, yeah, let's get on to it. Uh, uh, yeah, Michael McDowell.
0: Really where this is going. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, Michael McDowell, what'd you think of him? Did you think he
1: did good, bad, ugly? Eh. Um. Yeah, I think he... He did good for what he needed to do.
0: Um, There's probably some bumps in the road there, but, I mean, if you looked at Bristol, to say the least, um, you know, he... You know, he was actually trying to do his best into, um, you know, trying to make it in, and they had a really good run, just like Ricky Stenhouse, which I know we'll probably get into later within the episode, but... um, You know, they kept their heads down, ran really good. It's just they had one race go wrong and it's just that that's what wrote them off but then yet again you the other guys had pretty much one bad race and it was just a write off ever since so you know Michael McDowell and I'll also say for a little bit of Ricky Stenhouse um you know they did their best and they did what they could and um obviously since they had a good race here it was Still not show the fact of how how much hard work they put in going into the season, which I think both of them just did really good, in my opinion.
2: Oh, yeah, no. Um, For Michael McDowell, especially, like, the fact that, you know, the way he made it into the playoffs, I thought was absolutely huge for that team in the first place. They actually got in. Uh, Just problems happened at Darlington and Kansas. I mean, it's one of those things to where, yeah, I think if they would have ran better at Kansas, for sure. I think it would, uh, would have helped, right? Could they have made up, I think, 16 positions? Let's see. I think they finished like what, 26th uh, at Kansas? Uh, even if you make up, let's say, 10 positions, let's say you finish 16th there, you only finish six, uh, six points out of making it out of the next round. And even then, if you think about it, if they would have finished a little bit better at Darlington, you know, you start to think, okay, this team, you know, if they didn't get into trouble at Darlington, Probably could have made it out of this round. Like, they absolutely could have made it out. I just thought they just, you know, got unlucky, right? Uh, I think with Darlington, uh, with Kansas, how they came in. Just an unlucky run. I'm going to give them an A um, for literally Bristol. I thought Bristol was the race to where literally it was make or break, and they went out there, and they said, hey, look, we can run up there with the best of them. Granted, we're not going to move on, but hey, we could run up there with the best of them. Next, Ricky Stenhouse, again. Uh, he was one of my underdog picks, or I think he was my underdog pick for Bristol. And honestly, <laughs> Austin, you made me second-guess that pick until all of a sudden he started running up front, and I was like, that's my Ricky. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I have to give Ricky Stenhouse, I think, um, an A as well uh, for getting in the playoffs with the Daytona 500, right? And, you know, first couple races, yeah, sure didn't go well, but they made the name for themselves at Bristol, and hey, I'd love to see this team keep going on, but uh, I know you want to speak about this driver, bud. I know you do. <laughs> so Harvick, go on.
0: I'm really gonna keep it. I mean, I'm really <laughs> keep it brief. I, I think my pain and frustrations will will definitely be discussed uh, behind closed doors. But to keep it brief, um, yeah, that was just. I had. It was was 50-50, definitely going into the playoffs for his final year, and honestly, does it really matter for Harvick? Um, It wasn't like he had a legitimate shot to fight for a championship. Um, You know, it's because the season's definitely been dominated by Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, and William Byron. Um, You know, it's just... you know Darlington we did the best we could um i think it would be okay uh then Kansas you'd think we'd had a good run but just struggling there and then by Bristol it was just pathetic um even Rodney was upset over it cuz he said man we we had the same car from last year and we still didn't make it and um you know i'm pretty sure everyone in that team is frustrated and um you know, obviously now it's kinda now it's at the point where it's just like we know we can win races. Let's just see what we can do and just try to
1: get the best we can um at uh, this race. So um
0: yeah, those are those are my thoughts. While it's disappointing to say the least, um it's um
2: It stinks. Yeah, it's, it really yeah, it, stinks. It, it, I mean, like, the way I look at it, especially if I were a Storthaus fan, like, that hurts, man. You know, it's your it's your last season with the team. You really want to send Harvick out on a, you know, high note. And it's just... didn't happen. Like, I mean, it wasn't even the fact that they went out with a bang. They didn't go out, you know, wrecking for the win. Or they didn't go out, you know, trying to, you know, validly make it in. No, I mean, it just went out with a whimper like i mean that's one of the worst ways you can go out just literally not even being able to like make it out of the first round four points i mean that's all you needed four four points and you could have made it out right and they and i mean they just couldn't they were just like slow at bristol right yeah it it hurts but at the same time if you look at how this team did throughout the whole season did they deserve to make it into you know the round of eight or championship four later down the road? Absolutely not. No, um, they were not a championship caliber team this year. But at the same time, the fact that Harvick you know still points his way in, he still fought hard. I have to give this team at least a B when it comes down to their playoff grade, right? You know, with how hard they fought to try to keep going. But I think the biggest thing that doesn't keep them away from like a either an A or S tier you know performance is. You know, what happened at Darlington, right? Um, Now, that was completely out of their control, you know, with Reddick, you know, whatever. Well, I wouldn't say completely out of their control, but with Reddick, you know, basically kind of taken out, whatever, Newman, or however you want to look at that, right? You have Harvick come down. The biggest problem with all that is, you know, they should have told him not to pit there, which, again, that was one of those things to where, you know, team communications and all that, got to make sure you communicate on that, Right. Then you have Kansas literally just not have the speed. And then Bristol is just set up. Was, I mean, the setup was there. Car just wasn't there for some reason. Like it just literally did not show up with speed, right? It's when you know it's just not your year. And it's like, man, I know that team fought thick and hard for it all season. And it's like, man, hate to see him go out that way. But at the same time, we know you did. We know you fought hard. But Harvick, I hope you get one more win. But hope you do. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I know you do, but I know, cause that's oh it hurts. Anyway, moving on, Joy Logano. I'm just gonna go in flat. Say this this guy's gotta get a C rating. I think either a C or a D rating, honestly, for his playoff performance. This team they didn't have speed at all. Darlington, Kansas. Kansas, I mean they they backed into that finish there with strategy. But I mean they didn't have a fast car worth a lick,
1: like they didn't show up. Yeah, that's, and plus they got wrecked too, which didn't help either. Yeah,
2: no, it... no, they got wrecked at Bristol. Uh, technically, even Darlington, they got wrecked there because Bubba ran up to him and it broke something in the car there. We don't, we still don't yeah. know what happened there. Um, but again, I think it
0: was just an obliterated tow link, probably. But, um, Yeah, but
2: probably because I mean, that's the thing about it. Logano, there was nothing. I mean, it wasn't even the fact that they were up there running up front consistently, trying to battle for. Now there, no speed, no speed whatsoever out of that team, which is why I got to give them, I think, a fat either D or C rating uh, on the playoff grade. Because man, good gracious, they did not show up and show out. Which, granted, though. They haven't been all that fast this whole year, but they've been finding ways to get good finishes. Guess what? Came back to bite you. The speed problem. So, yeah, yeah,
0: it really did. It so, did big
2: time. So let's actually get into the Bristol race then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Denny Hamlin was definitely the steal of the show. Um, yeah, he yeah, beat my Denny, favorite he, Denny Hamlin starting to become my favorite race car driver.
2: I know he is. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, you know... As somebody that's a Hendrick fan, like, sure, I don't like the way Denny races sometimes, and sure, I don't like his, you know, attitude sometimes, but my golly, like, bro is a character, and I'm all here for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does, he decided to brace his uh, villain era. Wiggle, so, honestly, go off, King.
2: I'm Just here for it. Off. I'm here for it, man. Go, Keep showing it, man. Keep showing it, because, hey, so far it's working, but here's the thing about it. You know how many years ha- uh, Hamlin's been saying it's his year? Yeah, so far it ain't been one. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> so, so Austin, is this the year of Hamlin? Is it? Is he gonna is win? Is is it?
0: Maybe. Um, I don't know. It, it's really a for me. It's definitely a coin toss between him and uh, William Byron. Still for me, uh, only because um, you know, I. I I still, you know, have, I still have I, my high hopes for William Byrne. Like, I, I, I do too.
2: Really, I do too, but, but you, you know who actually has been getting my eye here recently? Who? Kyle Larson. Uh, of course. Well, you know why?
1: Well, yeah, because
0: he, he has a good average finish.
2: There you go. He had a really stinking good average finish for the first three races. I'm like, that's good. Because you got to remember he won the first race. They could have literally have slept through the next two races and tried to get ready for the route. No, they just have been keeping the momentum going that to me, if I'm the rest of the field, that would scare the absolute, you know, uh, I don't know, living heck out of me because Hey, he's starting to come alive at the, at the right time now. So I'm just saying,
1: watch out. Watch out.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he'll he'll definitely be an interesting factor. And obviously, when I picked him to be in the Final Four, I I knew he was going to be a... I...
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot um, about that. Um, For our picks, yeah, I have it brought up here. Um, I had Stenhouse, Michael McDowell, Blaney, and Bubba going out. So I was wrong on Blaney and Bubba. I
0: was um, wrong...
2: You were honestly. wrong on... I was
0: wrong on one driver, and that yeah. was Bubba Wallace. So Bubba. 11 out yeah. of 12 is not that bad. I will admit admit was not bad so um that's pretty
2: good that's pretty good bud so um let's see who you had for round of 12 you had um you have right now redick blaney brad k and uh kyle bush which uh grant has given you had harvard going out round of eight so um yeah which i was like
0: i really thought they were going to make it far i personally thought yeah. So, but that it wasn't which, chase. So,
2: for me, I had Logano, or I have for round of twelve at least. Logano, Chestane, Reddick, and Harvick, which Logano and Harvick are out. So I'm gonna say probably now, probably Blaney and Bubba are probably the next to go,
1: if that were to. Yeah, I would. Because have... that's thing, uh, I mean, I would the, say Bubba. Think... I
0: mean, Bubba would probably. Be out, but then yet again, he's got Talladega to his advantage. So, that's, I mean,
2: that's what I'm thinking. He's got he's got Talladega coming up to where I'm like, I don't know, he may actually point his way into the next
1: round. He may actually do it.
0: I think so too, but we'll, I mean, shoot, it's he's gonna have to, it's got to get at this point.
1: He's gonna have
2: to get stage points though. He's gonna have to because how many playoff points he has no playoff points and he's already starting off 14 points behind.
0: I mean, he might as well just pull a Chase Briscoe at this point.
2: Oh, win his way into the next round.
0: No, no, no more of um, <laughs> just make it, make it to the round of eight, and you'll be fine. Um, oh yeah,
2: make it to the round of. I mean, if he does, if he does make it to the round of eight, honestly, mad props to that team because everybody wrote them off in the round of sixteen. So I would say,
0: which is understand. Okay. I mean, it's understandable how people thought, but I mean, to be fair, they picked up their game and kept going. So I mean. Uh-huh credit is where credit is given you know so um they've got that going for them so uh, oh, absolutely. if they make it to the round of eight that's true but I they are not they will not scream to me as champions at least this year I mean maybe a few years down the road absolutely but this year is not a year for 2311 uh, well I
2: mean I hate to I hate to burst your bubble bud but last year was 22 and 22 this year it might be 23 and 23 I mean I'm just I'm just saying but you know
0: Oh, I mean that's kind of out of pocket. <laughs> <Just>
1: imagine,
0: <laughs> I know that, like, that's stretching. Everyone Wallace, and they were like, "Man, Bubba Wallace Championship." Fair-. No, I I think it'd be too. I don't even know how he would handle the situation. I think I mean, obviously we've seen how he handled it going into the cutoff at Daytona, but it's going to be interesting how he handles it going into uh, going into the play or like if he made it to the round of four.
1: Oh,
2: if he did, good golly! I can hear Twitter fan bases now. I can hear. Yes, <laughs> I can hear them, <laughs> yes, can yeah. hear them all now. Oh, uh, yes, good gracious. Um, yeah. So, getting back into the race, I actually have one driver I wanted to bring up. So, first, you were talking about Denny. Yeah, no, Denny had a pit road penalty. Still worked his way back up the front. Absolutely mad props to that team, uh, for working it out that whole race. And hey that's when you know you got a good car i think even hamlin said on his podcast he's like there's races where i know to where like i have the car to beat and i know i can get back up there right and that's one of those things hamlin's one of the most patient drivers in the field and whenever he works i mean he just methodically works his way up through the field right and he um gets up there and contends for wins and hey i tell you what he looked really good um at bristol um and i gotta tell you it, it definitely scares me for sure especially when hamlin starts uh trash talking yeah that's that that scares me a little bit but um thought larson had a good run as well Truex, man poor true i mean they didn't have the greatest of runs but hey they got their points they got out um busher yeah pretty good run for that oh kyle, i forgot kyle bush did not have a good run he did not yeah, do well. Yeah,
0: it's it's easy to say to ride him out for the next. Se- I mean, for the next round. I mean,
2: you say that, but yet at the same time, you got to realize like Texas, the eight car won there last year, and you also got to realize they won at Talladega earlier this year as well.
1: Which, again, I mean
2: It's hard to go back to back at Talladega, especially in this car. But again, do realize they did win that race earlier.
0: I mean, I. Yeah, but that was when the best friends decided to go at it, so
2: True, true. So you know, it's right place, right time. Awkward, you can yeah. If you can be in that right place at the right time, you can get through, right? d Bell, man, another race where they qualify well, but you know, they can't win the race.
0: I mean, to be um, fair, the spring Talladega races favor Kyle better than the fall. Dagger races because even then, like within the fall, Kyle bush is not really also good at, uh, in those kind of races. So, you know. I mean, fair
2: enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, C Bell, man, when are they when are they actually going to qualify, win stages, and actually win a race in dominating fashion? When when are they going to pull a Martin Truex Jr. out of their out of their car? I mean, they're close, but no cigar. Tyler Reddick, really good run through the round of sixteen. I thought really good run. Bristol, they were a little off, but hey, you didn't need to be. Just look forward to Texas and uh, oh man, Chastain. I don't think they're making it out of this round.
0: Yeah, no, I don't. Uh-uh. I don't see Kyle making it out. I don't see Chastain making it out. Um, yeah, kind of hard to. Hard Bk. To tell
1: Brad
2: Kay, I, th- I think he can make can it out. Honestly,
0: he's going to make it out of the round of 12. No questions asked because yeah. really I think these tracks are going to favor more <laughs> of him and Busher than Talladega. Anybody else? I'll just leave yeah. it there. Um, Talladega. <laughs> have you seen Daytona? Have you seen him? Tell me, no, that's not how it's going to work. Um, you're a darn fool.
2: Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see when Blaney and Busher we're not blending, but Bo- wow, whoa, not blending. Busher <laughs> Brad Kay and Chris Busher go right up to the front and they just, you know, one, two at Talladega. I can't yeah.
0: wait. More than likely, it's probably gonna happen again.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, um, is there anything, um, Austin, from the Bristol race that you definitely wanted to bring up, because I think I'm talking more about the drivers than anything about the race itself.
0: I mean, really, there was—I'll be honest with you—there was nothing from this race that I would go back and listen to, other than the Denny Hamlin comments. Oh, like he was like, "Sorry, actually, drivers, you know."
2: There was one thing actually I wanted to bring up: uh, Martin Truex, <laughs> the uh, um, the whoops—that's not a caution. Um,
0: yeah, the trigger too. finger.
2: Oh yeah, no, I think um. I think whoever was on the trigger finger for the uh, caution button, they were uh, they were just watching to see if anybody, I think, was about to spin out, and they were like, oh, yep, that's it. <laughs> they were just looking for anything I think to call a caution on at that point, and uh, Truex was the guy to call it on. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. yeah. Well, yes, he didn't get a lap back, but still, um, you know, it is what it is at this point. So It is, um,
2: but um, yeah, I mean... Granted, it really didn't do anything to change the outcome of the race. So that's good. But at the same time, I'll tell you, NASCAR's consistency with cautions span still bothers me to this day. Uh, you got to remember even last year to where like Brad Kay, they were up by the wall. No caution. Seabell barely spins. Oh, there's a caution, right? So yeah. I don't know what we got to do to fix, you know, consistency with cautions. But got to fix it, guys. Got to fix it because this is the chase or the playoffs or whatever now. And if somebody gets screwed out of a position because of a bad call on a caution or whatever, we're not gonna be happy as fans. I'm telling you, we're not going to be happy. That's the last thing you want to do. You want to make sure each race is legitimate in this type of situation, right? So let's get a legitimate champion, shall we?
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's see if the prophecies are being foretold here. so let's
2: let's see. All right, well, you want to get on to Texas?
0: On. Yeah. Uh, well, if Denny, if Denny Hamlin can beat your favorite driver, he could possibly beat all of them by having a shot at going back to back. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens next. Right. So moving on to Texas, um, who do you think is going, who do you think has a good shot going into Texas and who do you, uh, think is going to get knocked out, um,
2: I have to bring up up a racing reference because I'll be honest with you, I have no idea for Texas. Like, this is one of those tracks to where I'm like, who is even good at this version of Texas? Like, do you just have to luck into not having a tire problem? Um, Because I feel like that's what you're going to have to luck into. Um, Yeah, Reddick won the race last year. Oh, Justin Haley finished third. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, remember when the race was kind of just Blue Pop City? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I'm really hoping it's not going to be like that again this year. Oh, golly. <laughs> I
0: guess we'll
2: find oh, out,
0: right? Golly. Oh, golly. Round <laughs> two, baby! Yeah,
2: oh, golly. Um, boy, um, for those of you that are new to NASCAR and you're listening to us, you know, just because you want to see a fan's perspective of Texas and NASCAR, oh, We have PTSD from this track. We hate this track as NASCAR fans. I'm telling you, we do. I think every single time we go to this track now, we just look at it and go, oh, please no. (laughs) Please no. (laughs) Don't rank it up on the schedule again.
0: Oh, no.
1: Well, you know, uh, I got to say, I think the favorites for it are going to be, I think, Larson. Hamlin. Let's see who else. Do I want to go Byron or Truex? Huh. Or do no, I want to go Kyle? True, or true. do I want to go Kyle Bush? I mean, he's got no uh, momentum.
0: I wouldn't put all my chips. I know. That's
2: the thing. I, I don't really want to go for him just because no, there's no momentum. Um...
1: That's the thing, I don't want to go for Blaney either, because it's like, ugh, no. Um, I think I'm going to go Denny Hamlin, Larson, and let's go... Let's go Chris Busher. Hamlin, okay. Larson, Busher.
2: and I need a driver outside the playoffs as an underdog. Let's get the... Uh, I got playoff standings right now pulled up. Let me get the uh, full standings here. Let's go. Who would be an underdog? Who would be a good underdog for this one? Um, and I count eliminated playoff drivers as an underdog. So
1: let's see here. Let's go. Ty Gibbs was good at Bristol. What huh. uh let's go Chase Elliott. Let's go Chase Elliott. Oh. Yep. Alright, well
0: uh I'm gonna go with Kyle Larson.
2: Good choice, good choice.
0: I'm gonna go
1: with. Uh, I think Denny Hamlin would be pretty safe. We'll see if we can go back to back. And I'm gonna go with Tyler Reddick. The oh, Reddick! Can... Yeah, Reddick's not a bad one to go for. Oh,
0: I actually pick Reddick for the first time.
2: Um, uh, watch his pit crew <laughs> for yeah, this I race.
0: Know, I watch still, them have a right rear it's problem. It's fifty-fifty, really. Um,
1: so, Larson Hamlin, um, final person outside of the top, well, I guess outside of the top 12, um, oh man, it's really hard to, you know what,
0: I'm gonna go with someone random.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Oh, you'll actually be surprised with this one. Oh, I bet. Who do you think? I'll, I'll let you take a wild guess.
2: Golly, I, I'm going to have to look at the drivers we got here. Probably a SHR driver. I'm going to say
0: Briscoe.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Actually. No,
0: I was not thinking of an SHR driver. I was thinking of more of an HMS driver. Bowman? Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Bowman.
2: You're saying the same place he got a concussion at last year, he's going to now do well here as an underdog this year. All right.
0: It might be a little bit motivation. You never know.
2: <laughs> no, no, I mean, you might be right, but at the same time, this track sucks. <laughs>
0: like, I know. It's like... Um, I know, like, with with both Truex and Bowman that had their uh, little accident, that was kind of more of, uh, yikes, don't pick them, but I don't know. Like, I I say that about Truex, but you never know. It could be different when it – this time around, and he might actually have a good race at um, Texas. But I don't know. I'm giving Bowman a chance. I I think he he can actually just – put his head down, go to work, and I think he could get a good I, top 10.
2: I really hope you're right. I really hope so, because by golly, can we please get a top 10 for Alex Bowman before the season ends? Um, that isn't oh, just...
0: Yeah. A... Um,
2: I know, but I don't count Kansas. I don't.
0: Why? He did good.
2: He didn't. He didn't, bud. He should have been up there leading laps. He wasn't leading laps. <laughs> Sorry, oh, but... Wow. I have my ceiling high for him at that track because that is one of his favorite tracks. I'm sorry, but guess what? You
0: call yourself a Bowman fan.
2: I'm sorry, but hey, look, I mean, you gotta have, if that's one of your favorite tracks and you're running, you're barely getting into the top 10 at the end of the race, you gotta do better than that. Come on. Come on, pick it up. Pick it up, driver. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so what have you got on... Let me ask you this. What have you got on your Texas bingo card? Are we going to have a bunch of blowouts? Are we going to have a caution fest? Are we going to have an absolute snooze fest? I uh, golly, uh I don't know if it's going to be a caution fest or an absolute snooze fest because you can't pass at that track. The only place you well, can't pass is almost
0: one and the Same two.
1: thing as... Because um, I promise you, if if the Chicago Street race
0: wasn't, you would have looked at it the same thing as the Xfinity race and it would have been single-file freight train around and no one hardly passing because that's how it was for the all 25 laps that they ran. Like, you'd have your top three running up front and uh, you would have you would have Custer running up front with John Hunter in second and this, that, and the others, so yeah, that would only be the best things running for you at least at that point.
1: I
2: just hope. Here's another thing. Do you know if we're going to have. Um, do we even have the resin or PJ1 and 3 and 4?
0: Uh, Is wouldn't this still a thing?
2: It. Oh, golly. Let me guess. They probably are going to put it down in 1 and 2 as well, A bet. Probably. Oh, golly. Um, if that's the case, then I. Uh, man, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I'm going to say probably maybe. I want to say at least. Besides stage cautions, or actually including stage cautions, I'm going to say we're going to have like 5 or 6 cautions, I think. 5 or 6.
0: Uh, I'm thinking 9 or 10.
2: Really? Because, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> but also at the same time. Do you think we get <laughs> Just without, okay. Wait, wait, without including stage cautions? Yes. Holy crap. Oh, wait a minute. Actually, you might be onto something. Hold on. I gotta check something here. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Okay. You might be onto something. We had, if I counted that right, 16 cautions last year, including two stage breaks. And granted, that was a lot because of the whole tire blowouts. So you might be onto something, bud.
0: I might be. You never know. I know, because
2: that's the thing. This, oh, golly, I can't wait for them to remodel Texas, except that's the thing. They're probably going to butcher the short remodel, track. aren't they? <laughs> they're going to.
0: Turn it into a short track. I know, just t-
2: just turn it into a short track. Uh,
0: or, 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear yeah. me out. Make it into, like, a two-mile racetrack. Make it, like, Auto Club. Boom. Ooh. Very good.
1: Actually, that would be
2: great, because you got to remember, everything's bigger in Texas, so I say, I say go for it
1: make so it like
0: it. auto club i love auto club all right i love it oh, yeah. racing. i love it i'd never been to it in person which is such a shame but uh
2: you know actually that's one of the things i forgot to bring up in this did you know uh which actually i told you beforehand but i don't know if you want to leave this in here you can cut this out if, actually if you want to you know nascar came out with a video game recently
0: uh no i did not not actually
2: uh yeah it's called nascar arcade rush um It's bad. (laughs) It's bad. But you know what's funny about it? You know what's funny is that they included... They actually included uh, Auto Club in the uh, track roster. But what's funny about it is that it's not called Auto Club. It's called Next Gen California. And I'm thinking they tried to make, like, the short track layout or tried to incorporate the short track layout that we're going to have, but they didn't really do it, so... Whatever. (laughs) So... Yeah, I just hope that's not going to be the name of future California, next gen at California. Yeah,
1: let's just hope that's not. Anyway, um, I guess Austin, wrap us up and let's
2: let's start let's start praying we get out of Texas without so many cautions this time, please, <laughs> please.
0: Uh, while we go into the wild, wild uh, west known as Texas, uh, full of pain and misery and suffering. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens if we survive the aftermath of it. Whether our predictions are correct or wrong, it's kind of completely up to the drivers at this point. And we've got to do this track on iRacing as well. Oh, <laughs> Well, see, Texas is kind of like the miniature Talladega now at this point, so... Two wild cards. Yay! Uh, Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the roll is just going to be a... Anyways, uh, moving... We're just going to leave the episode, um... So after our all depressing thoughts, we are now ready f- for Texas. We'll c- catch you next time, I guess. I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> Who bets that there's going to be a window net problem?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, me, me. I, I guess I <laughs> a <laughs> a million million million,
0: please. <laughs> <laughs> One million dollar window net problem. Uh-oh, <laughs> it happened again. Yes, indeed it did. We'll we'll catch you next time on the next episode at uh, Texas.